Welcome into the Vestavia Hills City Schools podcast. I'm Whit McGee. And I'm Brooke Wedgworth. It's good to be with you again today as we approach the end of the school year. Can you believe just a, a few weeks away? Now. I know, it just keep, keeps on moving by, Whit. So what's one of your favorite things this time of year? As we get into the, the late spring, toward the end, lots of different events going on. Do you have a, a favorite yeah. Well, honestly, graduation yep. is one of my favorite events. It does last a little while right. <laughs> because we have so many graduates. But I will say just being able to sit on the stage and see their faces as they walk in and receive their diplomas is really just a highlight for me. And it's exciting to see them begin the next chapter of their lives. That is so special. Usually around 500 uh, students yes. or so whose names get called out. That is always a, a special night. Myra Miles is with us today. She's our director of athletics. So Myra, same question to you. What's uh, one of your favorite things that happens this time of year? All things sports. I mean, and you know, of course, the graduation. But, you know, this time of year, a lot of people just assume that the fall is the toughest part of season. Spring is crazy. I mean, it's 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 a good crazy. Uh, like let's like last night, for example, we had three soccer games, and it was just back to back to back. Uh, but we've got all the spring sports going on. But uh, I love it. Uh, it's kind of my it's my rush. You know, it gives me my my high every day to see all these kids and coaches, and finally getting good weather. Oh my goodness, we're so thankful that it's finally warming up. Mm, no doubt about it. Well, it, uh, something that we've been talking about in the community and in the school system for the last few months is just the number of students who participate in athletics in grades 6 through 12. One out of every four students in our middle and high schools are in at least one athletic program. Bro, uh, Brooke, I know that uh, you've, your sons uh, are involved in sports mm -hmm. as well, right? Several sports. <laughs> yes, we stay busy as well because they've, especially my youngest, has chosen to try, I think, every sport, every season. So we stay quite busy. But that's one of the things that I love about our school system. And again, I'm jealous about the opportunities and thankful, too, that our students have that we didn't necessarily have growing up. But I just think it's so encouraged for kids to try um, athletics and try different sports, things they've never tried before. And the coaches are just so positive and encouraged, like, here, go try this. And mm -hmm. it's okay. And, you know, yeah. I think that's why so many of our kids participate and try things they probably never would have tried before. Then they find they're really su successful and enjoy it. And so they just keep on going. Well, Myra, I know that uh, as the athletic director, you have a lot to do with that, about the culture of our athletic programs. Can you talk about that and just why, when we're talking about 25% of our students that are in sports, what what's the value to them? Why do they see this as such a destination? Well, first of all, I mean, we're talking about athletics right now, but you know, we also have a ton of kids that are in other extracurricular activities with our band and the, you know, and theater and all that. So that's even more incredible to me that we have so many kids. But in athletics, you know, our whole goal, and I've said this from day one, is I want within the next two years for us to be the best 7A program in the state. And we are going to get there. Uh, it is uh, the thing that makes it so doable is we have such an unbelievable coaching staff. And our kids are, they're not only incredibly smart, but they buy in and they're very respectful, so they don't question 
they just do. And I think the culture is we try to have the most positive influence that we can have on these kids. And it's a trickle down because, you know, we all know as adults and you as a parent is you can tell your child something. And as a coach, you can tell those players something, but it goes in one ear and out the other, but they hear the same thing from someone else. And that comes from their peers. Well, it just sticks. So, you know, the culture we're trying to create is just be great every day. You know, let's stay positive throughout this whole, the whole journey that we're on. Just win every day. Don't worry about the end result. Just win every day. Well, and I can say as a parent and colleague, that's something that I do see on a regular basis at our middle schools and high school, too, just that it really is a culture. And so that's something that I'm so appreciative of. Well, we've had lots of success already this year in athletics. Um, Of course, with the football team going to playoffs, we've had some um, state championships. So, Myra, what would be some of your highlights for this school year so far with athletics? Well, I mean, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and I I witnessed something this year that I've never witnessed before, honestly, as in athletics. But probably one of the most rewarding, and I've got chills just sitting here talking about it right now, was watching our boys' cross-country team win the state championship this year because we had a freshman just come out of nowhere, and we were like basically in a tie situation, and he was not even favored to do that well. And he came in and won uh, that little Hayes young man. I can't Mm -hmm. remember his first name, but he – that may have been one of the most exhilarating things that I've witnessed, and he's a freshman. Wow. And uh, yeah. another cool thing is, is I didn't realize <laughs> till this year, his dad was, uh, his dad's sister played ball for me at Hayleville, Alabama back in the 80s. So how, how a small that? world. Yeah, so <laughs> when I called him down, I had Coach Anderson to bring him down, Coach Richard Anderson, our track coach, bring him down. I wanted to meet him. Well, he thought everybody that comes to my office thinks they're in trouble, which I, I mean, that hurts my feelings, you know, but uh, it, it, and I met him and it was really a cool moment. But that, you know, and then all the other teams, I mean, it, you know, you start and talk about our swim and dive program. Uh, we were so close to upsetting some folks in that this year at Auburn. Uh, of course, football was just tremendous uh, to see the crowds that we had even on the road. Huge numbers. And I think that, uh, I think I said this at our football banquet this year, when it all resonated to me was when we were at Thompson. And we, I mean, you know, we all look back and think that was our game. You know, we had them. We were fixing to shock the world. And at the end of the game, we're disappointed. And Dr. Freeman and I were walking off the field and and he looked up in the stands and he said, Myra, he said, we're back. Mm -hmm. To see that crowd and that following that really resonated with me, and what a great thing about our community. So, But then you go into volleyball, you go into our flag football was so exciting this year. They had a chance. You know, we thought we were going to win a championship in that. But in um, basketball, I mean, all of our basketball teams this year were just phenomenal. So it's just – and right now in spring, it's, it's just crazy busy. Our softball team won an unbelievable game last night. They faced the number one pitcher in the state, and we beat them two to nothing. Our baseball teams are doing fantastic. Our golf, our tennis, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And our soccer, I mean, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be at Vestavia. 
Well, and we had National Signing Day uh, back in February, right. and a number of students that day as well. Of course, uh, you've uh, played a part in making that a much bigger event and ceremony and something that is really celebrated. Can you talk about that and how that went this yeah, year? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that make that happen. Uh, I have to give a shout out to our office staff and Miss Patrice Langham and Miss Greer, and then, of course, my assistants in Laura Casey and John Simmons and you know, to me, that was something that that I did when I was at Hoover. When I first was at Hoover, it was all about the football, and we were only really recognizing just football. And so we changed that. And so that was one of the things. You know, I think everywhere you go, you learn, you bring things with you. And that was something. And, and to me, it's a day to celebrate not only these kids for their accomplishments, but to celebrate these parents I mean, the parents have been sacrificing since they were little bitties in the youth programs. And to see that day come full circle and to recognize them, and it's just a special day, and they deserve it. And so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to build on it. We're going to continue to recognize all of our kids as much as we can. So you're wrapping up your second year here with, with us at Vestavia. I know it is. So let, let's talk a little bit about how your experience has been so far. Of course, only the, the good parts. Well, but no, <laughs> and maybe something, maybe your favorite moment since you've been here or even um, just something you're really proud to see that you and the program have accomplished since being here. Well, I think the thing that I'm just the most humbled by is for – getting the phone call, would I be interested in coming here a couple of years ago, you know, late July, a couple of years ago. And so I wasn't looking for this. And it was kind of a God thing. You know, people say that a lot, but it was. I wasn't looking for this. And, uh, but the, you know, I can't really say a defining moment or what's my favorite thing, because when I tell you that I love coming to work every day, it's a joy. And, uh, I just, it's been so many moments, and again, all of the good moments that we've shared, whether it's winning, uh, seeing kids excel academically, whatever it is, it's because of who that this administration has allowed me to put around me. So, you know, I'm surrounded by terrific people that are outstanding in things that I'm terrible at, and they help us go, and we try to create as many opportunities as we can for our kids and our coaches. Well, we've got a, a defining moment uh, coming up on May 9th uh, for the school system in this community. We've been calling it One Rebel, One Future. Uh, it's a, an all-encompassing plan to uh, take our school system to what we believe is the next level and uh, to address a number of different issues from academics, arts, athletics, uh, and facilities, mm -hmm. and all of those things would be encompassed within this. Uh, I think that it's important, and one of the reasons that Brooke and I wanted to bring you on today is to speak to the athletics side of this, because that's a crucial piece of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we've seen, I'm sure a lot of folks listening to this have seen those uh, videos and articles of, of people always saying, when, when you're laying out a, a plan, start with why. Start with the why. So mm -hmm. what, Myra, is the why behind this plan when it comes to athletics? First of all, let me say, first and foremost, that the why in this whole plan is it's a need. It's not a want. And and I'm talking about the entire, the educational aspect of it, the facility aspect of it, the you know, everything. It's a need. And I see that firsthand in just the short amount of time that I've been here. But athletically, 
You know, I think that the thing that's probably bothered me the most is, hasn't bothered me, but it's made me want to try to help people understand what this is about. You know, I think a lot of people that don't have all of the facts have made these assumptions that this is all about athletics. Well, it's not. We are us, you know, athletics and arts, we're 17% of the entire thing that's out there. So the budget the for budget, the plan, yeah. right. And and so it's I think that really blows a lot of people's mind because initially it was all about well, we're getting this big indoor for football. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we need a multi-purpose facility, not just for athletics. We need it for band. We need it for banquets. I've said this so many times. We spent $22,000 in the football banquet at the country club. We love the country club. But if we have this multi-purpose facility, all of our groups can use this, and we can save so much money, put it back into our program and our kids but it's our facilities. It's a true need. You know, anybody that questions that, what I would do is challenge them to just come on, just call our office, call Miss Langham. I'll be glad to walk you around our facilities and let you see these are needs that our children need. It's not a want. And, uh, you know, we have been behind uh, in some areas, uh, you know, getting the board by the private funding this year at the, mm-hmm. at the stadium was huge. But that was just to catch up. Majority of school systems have that. Well, our football and soccer, uh, lacrosse teams utilize it. Track, we've been able to utilize it. You know, it's there's other things we got to do that we want to take the lead on. We don't want to be catching up. So if we, this is so important for our kids because at the end of the day, if we cannot recruit and keep our own kids excited and energized and want to have the best, then we're failing. That's my opinion as an athletic director. Yeah, so so I want to jump in with a follow-up to that because you, I, I have heard you say this before, that we have a responsibility to recruit our own students to these 100%. programs. And I have heard uh, a number of people in our athletic department and our coaches and, and even parents before say that Vestavia Hills is sort of in the SEC West mm-hmm. of high school athletics, meaning that this is we're in the most competitive area region in Absolutely. the state with some of the with names and schools that are nationally known. Yes. Can, can you tell us about a little bit about what you're seeing in the area when we talk about the need to catch up? What have you seen out there and and what this plan will do to make athletics more appealing to our students and keep them uh, engaged in these programs going forward. Well, I mean, it's simple. Things. Kids like shiny things. Kids like the best equipment. The kids like the swag. Uh, And I know that a lot of people that are listening are probably thinking, oh, my Lord, look, that is just reality. Our kids, and the thing is we're seeing it day by day. We're seeing kids that play soccer that are tremendous athletes that are now coming out for other sports. We're seeing football players that have only played football that now are going out and contributing in the track. We're seeing volleyball do flag football. We're seeing things that tells me as an athletic director that everybody is getting it. We are all pulling. And so I've never been afraid of a fight. The competition is what we want. We want to be in the toughest competition because we're this close to leading the pack, and that's where we're going to get. And it's just 
it's a challenge, but what isn't a challenge? You know, academically, we're one of the best in the state, one of the best in the country, but it's a challenge to stay on top. And we have such a tremendous body of teachers and leaders and coaches, and that's why we're able to do what we can for kids. But you've got to have shiny things to keep kids focused. And I'm not just talking about athletics. you got to have shiny things technology-wise in the classroom. You've just got to have it to keep your kids engaged. So if One Rebel, One Future passes, what would be some of the opportunities in the athletics for facilities and other maybe shiny things that you speak of? What would be some of those specifics that we would see happen? Well, there's so many, Brooke, uh, but I've said this before. I've said this several times. One of the first areas of the facility when I was hired here, when I was walking around, was to go to the wrestling room. That is one of the most recognized programs in the history of our school It's the worst facilities, hands down, than any system I know in the state. Uh, I've only been able to witness in two two years the growth of the program that Coach Adams and his staff have done. They've gone from 50 kids, now we're well over 100. And that room, by the way, I have heard him say and and verify this for me, that that room was only built for about 35 to 40 people max. That's exactly right. And so we have, when I've gone in to talk to the teams in there, it's wall-to-wall kids. And so the facility, the things that we can do to create more safety, more safe environments, healthy environments, you know, a lot of sweat goes on in all of our facilities. So, but uh, to be able, you know, the thing people don't, just, just don't understand when you're not in our arena, we are so short on storage space. We are so short on locker room space. We are so short on dressing rooms for our for our females especially right now, but we're we're answering the the call on that. But we just don't have space. Our numbers are incredible. Our kids come before school to work out. Uh, the girls' situation this year has been getting line and wait. The guys have so many. We don't even have enough to accommodate them. So it's all of these things that are that we take for granted. You don't think about running a program when you think about running an athletic program. You just think about the wins and losses and going to practice. No, it's not. It's space. It's weight rooms. It's, like I said, a multi-purpose facility where we can give these programs what they need to be successful. But the the weight, you know, the uh, wrestling program, you know, I'm probably more fired up about that than people even realize. And I've kind of had to learn wrestling. But, you know, for them to win another championship this year uh, was amazing. Uh, But it was – they're so – there's no limit to what we can do. If this, if it does pass. Well, and I think what a problem to have, because like Myra said, what ultimately she and all of our, I guess, athletic staff really wanted was this culture, this community to increase um, the participation and for kids to participate in multiple sports and bring in more kids. And so I just think as you continue, as our school system grows and more kids are participating, you've got to have more space for them to practice like she said, store items, um, storage, and even just locker room areas for them to prepare and to get ready. So with that increase in number, you've got to be able to provide for that. Brooke, that's a great point. And I know that this has been a difficult conversation to have for in some places in the community, but 
the point you just made is great. This is a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. There is so much desire mm-hmm. uh, to, to go into athletics, to be a part of the rebel family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much desire in arts and in STEM. And so that, I mean, we, we are, we're out of room. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> yes. are. Well, and the thing too that people don't realize is, you know, we hire number one, the best teachers that can mm-hmm. coach. Our weight program for our men and women is phenomenal, but we're run out of space. We're all on just top of each other. We our athletic training program, second to none. Our trainers are fabulous. Mm-hmm. But again, with everything, as your numbers grow, you have little nicks and tucks and bangs. And, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had a lot of major, major injuries this year. But you run out of space. So it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really would challenge our younger parents of younger children that are in athletics to really dig in and study the facts of all of this because – you know, our fifth, sixth, seventh graders are the ones that are going to, I mean, they're going to be reaping awards academically, but from the athletic standpoint, it's going to be a couple of years. But the reason this is so important it to, to make a go for us is if it doesn't, what are we, you know, what's our plan now? And mm-hmm. so it would, be, it would be a little difficult. It would be very difficult with the numbers that we're having to increase. Right. Better to have this conversation than a conversation later on of, well, how do we make do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, we want it to be a get to rather than a have to mm-hmm. thing. One last thing, too. Uh, we've got a lot of businesses and just folks in our community that partner with athletics uh, as sponsors to help give back and, and just build support around these programs. If we've got somebody that's a business owner or just an individual that wants to, to be a supporter of Vestavia Hills Athletics, how can they do that? They can absolutely call our office. They can talk to Miss Thomas uh, Langham, and but OneRebelAthletics.com. But you know the amazing thing is uh, when we when the board went up in the stadium, I started getting all kinds of people. Hey, what do I have to do? How can I get on that board? And so we're, we're it's a good problem to have. We, we're very limited now what we can offer, but there's signage all over our facilities. Uh, we really push people to use our main sponsors. So if there's an interest in anyone joining, uh, supporting these kids in our program, reach out to us uh, in the athletic office and that we would really appreciate it. And before we wrap up today, I want to make sure we do a shout out to um, our whole athletics, all of our athletics coaches, um, assistants, of course, um, Coach Miles and all of her staff and the people who really, I mean, I just being at a track meet this week, seeing those coaches who are there for hours um, every day. And, I, you know, when you have a meet or a game, they're there for hours that night um, and just and then go back to teach and coach the next morning. So just a shout out for the commitment, the time that they give up to really invest in our kids. I think we can't say enough um, thank yous to them for all that they do. Well, and let me just kind of close with this. I should have led with this, uh, or I should have talked about it sooner. Great things are happening for us. And because of our kids and our coaches, yesterday one of our football basketball players, uh, Jordan, 
Ross is now the number one recruit in the state of Alabama. Wow. And number 12 in the country. Wow. So amazing. Okay, so why I'm saying that, yes, I'm super proud of Jordan. What a great kid and his story. But the reason I'm saying that is our whole community and staff is are so on fire and these are just this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of where we're going. Fantastic. Myra Miles, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Every time you come on, it's one of our most listened to episodes. Uh-oh. So it's, uh, <laughs> hey, it's a positive. It's thank gonna, you very much for having me. We're going to be doing numbers on this one for sure. So, hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you again soon.